like I'll try that, you know, I'll take this class. And so I did that. And then actually I, while the class was going on, I wrote, I, it was all one liners back then. And that's all I wrote. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's why I was like, geez, I wrote, I did five minutes set and in those five minutes set, I did 51 liners. Can you imagine? I was like, <laughs> oh this God. isn't going to be sustainable. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> how am I going to like, geez, I'm going to, how, how will I ever build up to half an hour? This is, this is nuts. I'll, I'll never be able to one liners. Oh hour. my goodness. I'll never remember them, you know, let alone like, how will I write them? So welcome back everyone. Uh, this is season two, episode 24 of shooting the breeze. And tonight my guest is Luke Lindale. Luke is a comic based out of Toronto and he produces so many different variations of shows and I've been on a couple of them. So welcome. Welcome to the show, Luke. Thank you. Good to be here. (laughs) Good, good. So how have you been? How have you been uh, these last few months? (laughs) Uh, Things are things are relatively good. Yeah, things are pretty good. I um, I don't know if you know that. I, I think we met after this, but last January I had shingles. Oh, for, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I had shingles for six weeks, started uh, January 20th anyways, and um, it ended right on the heels of the pandemic starting. Oh, great. <laughs> and so right before the pandemic started, I was living through this, my own personal hell. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. It was the yeah, most painful. Yeah, because it's painful. Oh, it was just, it was so excruciating. It, it, apparently, it depends on the person, It like the, the length of it and the, the sort of like the intensity of it. Um, and it, it felt like... Mine was worse than most, it seemed, you know? Oh, my goodness. Because is that like, uh, that's like related to chicken pox or something? Well, apparently what happens is that you have the chicken pox. If you've had chicken pox, you have the virus and it stays within you. And if you um, are overstressed, then it kind of uh, ignites it. Oh, wow. And that's what triggers shingles. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so you can... um, there's a vaccine for it, which I would recommend for everyone to get. Um, but once you had shingles, you have to wait for a year. So actually, I could go now for to get the vaccine. You okay. can, so once you've once you've had it, and you can get shingles again because the the virus is always in you. Oh God! Unless you get the vaccine, right? Then <laughs> unless you get the vaccine, but you have to wait a year after having it before you can get the vaccine. Yeah, and I, I'd say it like the most the most brutal part, like from a pain perspective, was really um it lasted probably in total like four months or so but i'll I'll say that it was only in the last um maybe in december or maybe early january i started feeling almost like 100 percent. you know i'm not completely there i've had like horrible knee pain and things like that but um i'm feeling much better now so oh i'm glad to hear i'm better even though the world's a mess what's that wow i'm glad you're feeling better Yeah, I'm oh feeling much better health-wise. Wow, wow, that's a lot. That that's a lot to have to deal with. Then, right after when you're starting to feel better, the world is set on fire. <laughs> the world fell <laughs> apart. Exactly. 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 Well, they think they say things happen in threes. That was my three. That was my. I don't okay. know. If it's someone else's. <laughs> so three. you should be good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good for a while. Least. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So, exactly. um. I know you produce a lot of shows um, out of you're based you're based in Toronto. I lived there Sorry. for I lived there until two years ago. I was okay, there yeah. for 17 years, but I only started comedy in Ottawa. I didn't start it out, out there. Right, um, right. What sort of shows have you 
um, been producing during the pandemic? Well, during the pandemic, so I do improv with my dad. My dad's 87. We do improv together. We started producing a show, um, I want to say like four, maybe four to six months ago. I can't remember when it started exactly, but um, we call it Life and it's a variety show. So we've been doing that. Um, We were doing it bi-weekly. We're doing it monthly at the moment. Um, Then I have a show called uh, Luke, um, the Luke Lindell show, which is also a variety show, but I have a guest host on that show. And I also have, um, I have a 10 year old daughter and she's normally on that show as well where a lot of times it's a, it's an interview with her or she'll speak about, you know, stuff going on. I mean, one of the things that was interesting with her was that she's had to be going to school there at one point all the time. So we had mm-hmm. her kind of talking about that experience. Um, I also was producing um, live and I've done it. I did it a few times um, online, which is women of comedy. Yes. So I, I did that. Um, and then I do, um, the show I've been doing kind of most regularly lately is a show called Luke Lindale does your jokes. So people come on, they do their material and then I attempt to, um, recreate it in my own style or my own way without, I don't literally repeat people's jokes, you know, but that's a lot. That's a, those, those are the things I'm doing online right now. Okay, cool. Cool. How long have you been, um, doing comedy? Jeez, that's a, a, well, it's a long story. Um, I would say that uh, it was being interrupted. I started doing uh, stand-up in 1993. Oh, wow. Okay. So a while. (laughs) uh, Which a lot of people know uh, in Canada will know Martha Chavez. Yes. Uh, Martha Chavez and I were in the same comedy class all the way back then in 1993 at the Comedy Works in Montreal. In Montreal. Because I was going to say, yeah, I know her from Montreal. I grew yeah, up yeah, there, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, I moved to Toronto in 1995 and took courses at Second City. And uh, um, between, I want to say, 98 to 2010, so those 12 years, I, I wasn't doing any comedy. Okay. So, and then I started back up again in 2010. Oh wow! And I did, I did a lot of improv. I've been doing since 2010. I've done improv the whole time. So I've done improv now for 11 years. And then I started stand up and like started back doing stand up in 2017. But I had done it, had done it before. So there was a what some people would call a break, but or Mm -hmm. walking away from it or whatever. But it was more just, I don't know, I just lived life. Something else. Yeah, I just I just went with the flow. (laughs) Yeah, that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. So do you find that improv helps your stand-up or stand-up helps your improv? Or are they like totally different? Uh, no, I mean, I think, I think I'm one of the, the only kind of improviser or even stand-up that, that I see a lot of uh, similarities or how they, the language is different, of course, like how people refer to like a callback, for example, in stand-up, you don't use that term in improv, like you okay. have different terms there for that kind of thing. Um, like connections, people will call it connecting something from a previous scene, which at the end of the day, that's what a, that's what a callback is. Right. Um, in like in standup, but no, I, I find that, um, for me, the improv, how it helps me the most in the standup is not to feel so much pressure on the being funny part. Okay. Um, I, I feel like, like, you know, obviously when you're doing standup, you want to be funny. I mean, if, mm-hmm. if, if, if someone's saying they're going to go see a standup show, obviously they want to laugh, right? Like, so right. 
you do need to have a focus on that. But in improv, they, they focus a lot on um, kind of establish, like get a good ground, uh, like a good base, uh, which in stand-up you would call the setup. Um, like a good, in, in improv, we call that like, mostly call that the platform or like the, uh, um, you know, the who, what, where, understanding uh, where you're coming from. And then in improv, there is more um, more patience to get to the funny part, if that makes sense. Okay, uh, yeah, because so with, with stand-up, you want to get to the punchline, set up, punchline, set up, punchline. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say that. I think that when you look at kind of stand-ups have been doing it for a long time, over time, they become less concerned about hurrying to the funny part, right? They, they take their time to... I don't know, make it interesting, kind of establish where they're coming from and all that kind of stuff. And then you sort of reap the benefits. It's like you're you're planting a garden, right? And the, the right. more you take care of the soil you put in, the, the quality of the seeds, et cetera, the better the crop is. You could hurry that first part and still get reasonably good fruit, et cetera. Or, or if you don't, you know what I mean? So it's it, mm -hmm. improv helps in that sense for, for me anyways. Okay. Because I've, I've never done improv, and I know last year I was thinking of taking um, an improv course just because I've never done it, and then the world shut down, so I never got around. Well, they do, they do them online, you know, and um, believe it or not, I mean, I, I find that um, they, they're still good. Um, you know, I mean, you have to suspend disbelief, of course. You're talking to each other. You're both in a box or whatever, or however many people there are, so that's obviously a little bit weird or whatever, but... I mean, taking courses at UCB. I don't know if you know um, those guys. They're probably no. they're, they're, they're probably the the most famous improv school. They were st started um, by um, geez, I forget their names right now. But the two women from SNL. Um, they they wrote to bridesmaids. Um, oh, um... Tina Fey, Tina Fey, and um, geez, I forget her yeah, name right her... now. Yeah, I, I know who you mean. Um, Anyways, Kristen Wiig. No, no, actually, Tina Fey didn't st didn't start it. It's 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 her. Amy Poehler. Her, yeah, Amy Poehler. Yeah, okay. Amy Poehler and two men started UCB uh, in New York City in the mid '90s, I want to say, or late '90s, mid to late '90s, and um, they um, and I'm taking courses with with that school right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, on, on all online, and it's actually the courses are primarily out of LA. Oh wow! Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. How like how does it? How would that work online? Improv? Is it just instead? I guess instead of being all in the same room, you get your premise and you work it out. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I think for the most part, people ignore the fact that. You know, somebody's calling it like at their kitchen and behind and another person has in their bedroom. You know what I mean? Like that's just their personal people are like, I have a background here. Like people just ignored that part for them. Generally, I would say. Um, and you just you, it's kind of more just conceptual, right? Like you're like, oh, we're husband and wife and we have a different background. And we're, obviously we're not beside each other, but theoretically we're we're beside each other do you know what i mean like okay i see kind of like that um, it, it's I, I find it's pretty good i've taken actually quite a few classes during the pandemic uh, online improv stuff oh cool that's very cool because i know like lots of people um have been 
like with with all this free time um they say like learning different things and trying out different things do you do you feel that your comedy has changed since we've been in lockdown um it's interesting i mean i think that um I'll, I'll say this, I, I've probably uh, doubled or even almost tripled my material during this period. Um, mm -hmm. I find that, I don't know, I, I, I've gotten lucky to fall into certain open mics or certain shows that, that I like and that I feel comfortable in. So I've done those things a lot. And uh, because I do them a lot, I'm the kind of person I kind of think like, oh, I have to, that person heard my material last time. So I got to do something new. You know what I mean? So I, I, I do that. So I don't no, I don't think that I've changed um, my, my way in a sense, but I've just kind of become more, um, more instinctual in a sense, I suppose, okay. with my, um, with what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. So have you, have you done a lot of um, online open mic shows oh my god I, I on average i'm doing between 17 and 22 uh, comedy shows a month wow that's good moment. that's good is, yeah is i thought i was I, doing i don't a actually <laughs> I, I i don't know how, how many doing? pardon me how, how many would you do um i do at least not as not as many as you but i would do at least two a week i think okay yeah yeah i like doing them i like doing them you know, yes, and I'm, I find, I'm, yeah, yeah I, I find it interesting because especially if you're doing a show like outside of your usual market, say with comics, you don't know, you yeah. know, different cities, different countries. I found that I like it, it taught me things. It taught me like how to like write my jokes to, to not to be so narrow, say on my focus of my mm -hmm. jokes. Right. That because um, I remember being in a position where one of my jokes, I was like, I don't know if they'll get it just because mm -hmm, it was right. too Canada specific, you know, and just like how with some of their like this was in an American room and some of their jokes went right over my head because I didn't know like the the details or the nitty gritty of of, you know, what made up their jokes. So that I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I should, you know, there's still things that are are uh, universal. You yeah. know that uh so i have that in mind now when i when i write jokes so i I, yeah, found, I, think, I find it very helpful well yeah i think there's there's been um for me a lot of benefits right like that's like why well, i said like first of all i'm taking those improv classes which i would have never been able to do because i can't I, I can't go to new york city or la right. obviously to, to, for for an extended period yeah, of time three times a week or something yeah yeah like i can't do that so you know but and then like you're saying like what i found interesting is that you can play different places and you can see like does this thing play to other people like for example i've done mm -hmm. I, I i've actually um you know i don't know if this would be true for everyone but i i um you know as we've gone through this period in toronto you know i'm going to talk about toronto specific where they've kind of relaxed the the quarantine or the lockdown and then kind of rolled it back and kind of vice back and forth a little bit Mm -hmm. um there was a time where i i've done the i kind of developed it online and it worked well and then i think a lot of people would argue like well it's online and it's not the same you know this kind of thing and then i went in person and i've actually done some of that material and it worked and it worked just e as equally well um you know in person 
So I'm fairly confident. And then of course, like, like, and I think you were kind of getting at that. Like I, I did that same material, like in, in, an, in a predominantly LA room or like, you know, or New York and you're like, Oh, this is, it kind of feels to some extent validating to be like, Oh yeah. Like it plays in Toronto. How yeah. would it play in LA? Well, I kind of know, you know, to some extent. Yeah, exactly. Not hundred percent the yeah, same. That's a good feeling. Is that? Yeah, that's a good feeling too. That it's like, okay, it, it works. It works in different places. It doesn't just work where I am. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think that that's, that, that's a good. I, I have a sense that when you go on the road, um, that's probably one of the things that you get from it, right? Like you, you get that sort of being like, yeah, I'm not, like you said, not just where I live, but I can go to Calgary or I can go to Vancouver or I don't know, Chicago, or wherever. Mm-hmm. And I know that certain things, like you said, they're not necessarily regional, that they're more broad and that they're going to hit, you know? And so, exactly. you know, that feels good. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I, I found that when, especially after the first lockdown, when we first opened up here in Ottawa, that I felt like I hit the ground running Right. when I got to perform live. And because I wasn't rusty because I'd been performing all along. I just had to get used to the plexiglass. <laughs> That was weird. Well, I, yeah, but... <laughs> I, I have a sense that what, what happens is that, um, I mean, I, I certainly agree that you, you can get bad habits online. And I've, I've done them and I see people like, for example, people are reading their jokes because the jokes are literally right in front of them if, if they're on the computer, you know what I mean? That kind yeah. of thing. So that's that certainly happens. And, and also, I mean, the dynamic is different uh, in person than it is, you know. But I'll yeah, say this, I, I don't know about yourself, but I, I've gone through periods where I've played uh clubs or 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 you know venues where um the lighting uh, on the comedian is very bright so you cannot see the audience mm-hmm. and then going and then going to an uh, a bar where you can see everyone and every you know you can see them reacting or not you know yeah and that if you're doing either one of those two a lot when you switch to the other one you're like holy jesus because if you're <laughs> in a if you're at a place where you can't see anyone, it kind of doesn't matter where you look because you can't see anyone. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, so it, you don't have to worry about that in that sense, right? You don't have to be like, oh, I'll look over their heads or I'll look uh, or whatever. You know, you don't have to think about that because you you look out, you can see like the you first row anything. and that's it. You know? Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> Whereas if you play like in a bar and you can see everyone and uh, and if it, if it kind of um, affects you where you're looking at a few tables and no one's laughing and normally people laugh a lot, then that could impact. So I, I feel like the transition from online to offline or like in person is similar to those. If you play one of those all the time, you know, like it's a, it just takes a, a little bit of adjustment and, but it yeah. is good to, to at least be doing it. You're still in the flow, right? Mm-hmm, More so than performing. doing nothing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I know for myself, I didn't want, cause we, we, we still don't know how long, all of these things are going to last. And I know that I didn't want to be like, Oh, well, it's been two years since I performed live or since I performed, you know, I didn't want to, even if it was, even if it was, okay, it's two years since I performed live in front of an audience. I didn't want it to be, it's two years since I performed at all. Exactly. exactly. You know what I mean? I wanted to at least try and keep, keep the momentum going and keep writing and and still work out jokes and and things like that still keep well, that's it what happened going. with me like i i told you i kind of took that break if you want to call it is that life just um you know i was like i i went and i lived in australia for a year did the working holiday visa oh, and wow. while and and while i was there i didn't really 
I don't know. I didn't get into the groove. They, they there was places where they did stand up and stuff, but I just didn't get in the groove of doing it. So like for a year, I didn't do it. And then when I came back, something else happened. And then it kind of just like you know, it just kind of becomes more the habit that you're not doing it versus doing it. You know what I mean? Right. And right. so, yeah, it's kind of like what you're saying, right? At least if you're doing some version of it, you're doing something, and then it's easier to kind of continue that, even though maybe you move from online to offline. Then, of course, at right. that point. Right. I you don't have that big ramp to get back into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I think something's going to continue offline. I don't know in which way. You think we'll still continue doing like Zoom shows? Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe they're not shows per se, but maybe there's there, maybe there's more streaming from from clubs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like there, there's that kind of thing. I think I think there is some appetite to see com like something that's uh, like relevant comedy wise that's kind of stand up versus having to go to a club that maybe you can't have access to or or it's you know for whatever reason right health reasons or you're you right. it's too far from your, where, wherever you live you know like exactly uh, you know so cuz I think there's, some, like, there's something there yeah cuz i think um there are people who do want to go because I, I know some of these people who want to go to comedy shows, but they're not ready to go into a closed oh, yeah. environment. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Are they, they open in Ottawa? To, um, we're opening up, I think, okay. I think as of Wednesday, the 16th. Right, right. I think, or, yeah, Tuesday or Wednesday, I think things are, we're still very restricted, but they're going to be opening up again. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think it's still in like Orange, which is, I think, yeah. 50 people max. And I know we, we'll be starting shows at 7 or 7.30 and like got to be done by like 9 or 9.30 because everyone's got to be out by 10 or some, something like that. But right, like right, super right. restricted still, but at least open. <laughs> you know what I mean? At least open. Yeah. But um, yeah, so... Yeah, so this is what we're in coming out of the third lockdown. Um, I think so, yeah. And because I think it's it's been a little different in Toronto. You guys have been like like full lockdown since September, right? You opened up a little uh, bit and then uh, November. I November? actually produce okay. I actually produce a few live shows uh, October and November. Sorry, uh, sorry, September. August, September, and October, I produced live shows. Okay. Like okay. in person. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I know I did a lot. I did a lot of stuff in um, August, September, and October. Because yeah. I was like, I'm gonna, I want to do as much as I can <laughs> because who knows when we're going to get shut down again. Sort yeah, of thing. exactly. Well, my daughter, like I said before, I have a 10-year-old daughter. They're going back to school on Tuesday, the 16th. Ah, okay. I think kids went back this week. In Ottawa, okay. at least, yeah, yeah. I don't have kids, so I, I, I really don't know. I just know one of my colleagues was like, "Thank God they're going back," sort of thing. For us, it's you not know? hasn't been too bad for us, you know. Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Hmm. So, like, what are who, like what or who are your comic influences? Oh my goodness. Oh. You, you know, I'm going to say something that's, that's controversial, but I, I saw him years ago. Joe Rogan was at the Comedy Works in 1993. My goodness, no no one, or probably 94, no no one knew him at that point. 
Uh, this is pre everything. This is I yeah. think he was only three years into stand up. Okay. So so hilarious, so so hilarious. I I loved his style. I I like John Oliver. I mean, I'm sure you've seen sort of my, um, like what I what I do. I I, I like. I, I like when it's longer bits. I like it when it's like longer. I find um, find difficult sometimes when you have a stand up and they talk for ten minutes and they've gone through thirty topics. I'm like, Jesus, I can't keep up. Like, what? <laughs> we're talking about something again? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you or you go to a show and everybody's got everybody's doing three minutes. I'm like, oh my god, I'm just getting used to the person four people ago. You know what I mean? It's like, oh my god, like this is a different point of view now. Can we slow it down a little bit? Like. You know what I mean? I know. It's just like whip, whip, whip. It's like, ah. You're like, Jesus. Like, it's funny, but I don't I don't know who's who. I don't know what's what, you know? Um, so generally speaking, I don't I don't really have, um, like, you know, like George Carlin, that, that kind of thing, right? Like, uh, even like a lot of the older, like Richard Pryor, you know, yeah. um, I mean, he's he's amazing, right? E even back to Lenny Bruce, um, you know some of those older comics but even a lot of the y younger comics now i i kind of yeah I, I don't really kind of idolize anyone at the moment i'd say okay okay like what like what what made you decide or like what did something happen or what made you decide like hey i'd like to try stand up or i'd like to try improv uh, well, like when I first started, I, I was always when I was a kid, people used to always say to me, oh, you're so funny. Like you should do stand up. Like have you ever thought of doing stand up? You know, this kind of thing. And when I was a kid, I, I, I did tap dancing when I was a kid, when I was like 12 or whatever. And then I played the violin since I was five. So I would perform in old people's homes when I was or like what they think that's what they call them at the time, you know, like seniors, <laughs> you know, re retirement places. Yeah. Anyways. And um and then when I was in high school, I was in a couple plays. And then, yeah, by the time I got to um, like uh, Sejap and then university, people used to always say that to me, like, oh, you're so funny. You should try a stand up. Yeah. Oh, have you ever tried? So you, know, you grew up in Montreal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, okay, I'm me too. <laughs> me yeah, too. yeah. I, I grew up on the South Shore. Me too. I grew up in Chattagui. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, <laughs> so what, what, high, what high school did you go to? I went to Sacred Heart, I went to the private school up on the hill. At the top oh, okay. of Atwater. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I went, I don't know if you know, um, I went to school in Saint-Cybert, like McDonald Cartier. Okay, I know that school. Yeah, yeah, is a big, my yeah. dad taught at that school as well. Okay, and my parents were teachers as well. Oh, nice, yeah, nice. they taught nice. elementary school though. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. my mom was an elementary school teacher, grade one. Oh, wow, well, my mom taught grade three and my dad taught grade six. With five and six, if there was a rough class coming up, he'd get them in grade five and take them again in grade six <laughs> nice, and straighten nice. them out a little bit. Nice. Yeah. Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Um, oh, what people would tell you like in seizure. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, so, yeah. So, yeah. So, then, um, I don't know. I, 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 I was going to Concordia University and Comedy Works is just down the road there. And there was an ad and it said that they were doing a, um, and when I graduated university, there wasn't jobs around much, you know, it was a little, it was a little bit of a recession. Um, well, pretty heavy what recession. Year was that? It was like 92, 93, okay. you know, around there. So it was pretty, and, and I went so to I was like, too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, what am I going to do? You know, I saw, I saw this yeah. ad to do to, that they were doing a stand-up course. 
and I, I, or class, you know, and I thought, oh, sure, why, like, I'll try that, you know, I'll take this class. And so I did that. And then actually, I, while the class was going on, I wrote, I, it was all one liners back then. That's all I wrote. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's why I was like, geez, I wrote, I did five minutes set. And in those five minutes set, I did 51 liners. Can you imagine? I was like, <laughs> this isn't going to be sustainable you know what i mean like how am i gonna like geez i'm gonna how how will i ever build up to half an hour this is this is nuts i'll i'll never be able to one liners in half an hour oh my goodness i'll never remember them you know let alone like how will i write them anyways and so but but i went to mcgill mcgill had a contest my dad was teaching at mcgill at night my dad saw a posting that they were doing an amateur stand-up competition at mcgill um anyway so i went there and i won it oh wow yeah it was a pretty it was a pretty big deal you know what i mean it was the first time i'd ever been on stage uh or i'd written i'd taken the class it was like halfway through the class or something and so i i'd written some in the class and the teacher had helped me or however it worked you know and then i'd gone to this thing and and then yeah from there i just kind of and back then i used to always go watch all the headliners and um get in free at the comedy works and and then, of course, when JFL would come to town, all mm. the, you know, like, uh, my God, Andy Kindler. I don't know if you know who Andy Kindler is. Andy, no, I don't remember he, that he, name. He's, doesn't ring he's, a bell. Uh, and, but back then, like, they had, like, Joe, I, I mentioned Joe Rogan, but also um, Everybody Loves Raymond. Raymond, uh, Ray Romano. Yeah, oh, yes. Was not, was not known. Uh, I think. I think his sitcom started in 95, something like something that. Something like that, yeah. And um, I remember seeing him. He was hilarious as well, like so good. I don't know oh, if you yeah. know Derek Edwards. Yes, I love Derek Edwards. Edward, Derek Edwards he's is so funny. <laughs> is an amazing Canadian comic. Yeah, he's one of and, my favorites. Uh, Barry Kennedy. I don't know if you remember, if you know Barry Kennedy. Barry Kennedy. He's actually Gordon Pinsent's son. Oh, okay. And um, Barry Kennedy, I mean, the same as Derek Edwards. I mean, same, same levels. So hilarious. Um, they, they, they were two that I remember back then watching and Al Lubell. I don't know if you know him. The name sounds familiar. Al Lubell. Actually, I connected with Al Lubell about a year and a half ago and we've spoken a few times. Okay. Um, he was there as well. Anyways. Yeah. So that, that's kind of how it started for me. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Um, do you, so you're, so did you say your first set was a competition that you won? Mm-hmm. <laughs> were you nervous or were you just more excited? Um, it's interesting. You no, know, I don't really get nervous per se, but not, but, but it's kind of almost for the opposite reason than people think. It's not because I'm full of myself. It's because I think that no one's paying attention. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I think that I, I literally think no one talks about me because I literally think, they have other better things to do. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like just not, not because like I'm down on myself or anything, but just yeah. because I, I literally think people have other things, other things that their, their minds are occupied with other things. Yeah. Because there's a lot going on in the world and in, in people's lives. So yeah. So when I do, do these things, I, I kind of think that people won't remember, even if I did badly, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like in a way the pressure's off, not to say that I don't like I care. I get apprehensive sometimes a little bit, I suppose, you know, but I wouldn't call it like super nervous, you know. Okay. Yeah, cuz I don't I don't except for the first time, the very first time I did it, I rarely feel nervous. Yeah, yeah. You it's, know? I think that's healthy. Yeah. It's I'm more excited. It's like yeah, I can't exactly. wait. I can't wait to get up there, but to to the point where I'm like super nervous or feeling ill or anything like that. 
I think maybe only the right before the very first time I, I did it. That's a shame and that then, people feel like that, you know? Yeah. It, it kind of yeah. robs them of the experience. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because I remember that first time I was so nervous until I got to the stage. And then I felt, I felt very at ease. I felt at home. You know, it felt, it That's felt cool. right. You know, yeah, yeah. so how did you get started? Um, I had wanted to do it since I was like 15, but I was okay. too afraid. I was too, too afraid. And then I know if I had told my parents at like 17, I want to do stand up, they would have been like, no, <laughs> you're gonna, no, you're not doing that. So, yeah. So I put it off until, um, I actually bit the bullet and did it. Uh, I took a course in August of 2019. Oh, nice. And then. Where, where is that at uh, like Yuck Yucks or? Um, it was at Absolute Comedy. Oh, right. Absolute Comedy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I had signed up for like a similar course in Toronto. There was, I think it was out of, from Absolute and like filled out the form online and never sent it in. I did that a whole bunch of times. So I was oh, just too, okay. I was just Who too nervous. Who gave the course there in, in Ottawa? Uh, Pierre Bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember. I, I lived in Ottawa for he's maybe six months. I, I lived, uh, I have a, an aunt and uncle who, who used to live in, uh, I don't know where they are exactly now. They lived in Hull. Okay. Then, that's on the Quebec side. Yeah. 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 And I, Gatineau. I <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I lived in, in Point Gatineau, which is probably all Gatineau now, right? Like they used to, they had it separated and I lived there for a little bit and I would go to the, to the yuck yucks there. I forget what street it's on there. And LB. Pierre bro was, uh, I think it was just maybe 94, actually, something like that. Okay. So long ago. I mean, and Pierre Bro was more or less starting out, I'd say. Yeah, because I think it used to be, Yuck Yucks used to be on a different, at a different location. Right. Um, than where it is, its present location. I think it's on, it's on Elgin now. It used to be somewhere else, but I don't remember. Or I don't know where it was before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I, I've been there a few times in the other. I haven't been there since. Okay. Yeah. So it was, um, it was like one of those things where I was like, it, it keeps bubbling up. I just need to do it and either, and just get it out of my system. Like I really took it as like a bucket list thing. Like I'll do it. I'll get it out of my system. Yeah. And I'll be able to like move on with my life. And <laughs> I was like, ah, when I got on stage. I know, that didn't and, happen. That's good. Yeah, you won happen, some competition so. So, as well, didn't you? Um, yeah, I was in one competition, the Yuck Yucks uh, summer competition, and I made mm -hmm. it to the semifinals. Well, that's really good. Yeah. So I was excited with that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people. To the how many people in that? Like how many people uh, compete in that? Oh, there were, I think there were about 12 preliminary rounds. Wow. So you had to get through your preliminary round. And so it was, I think each round was six to eight comics. And three went through. Wow. That's so I, I remember I came in my round, I was I came second, second of third, and then the quarterfinal, I came first and made it to the semifinal, but I didn't I didn't advance to the final. That's still that's really pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Really so that was like in my within my first year. So that was that's pretty great. it was pretty good. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. I'd never done any kind of I'd like to do more competitions. Um, that was my first one. Yeah, yeah. So it was fun. I know you've done you've done a lot of competitions. You do a lot of. 
Uh, well, you know, I, I, I like doing festivals more than competitions. And I, I think sometimes I, I've done a couple of competitions without realizing I thought they were festivals. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, because they call them that. I mean, they, they can be competitions, of course, you know, they mm. could be either one. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, obviously, this the, this summer I did the U.S. comedy contest. I knew that was a competition. Okay. It's called that. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but, I, but I did a... I, I, I like doing, uh, I did the Salem Comedy Festival. That was not a competition. It was just a festival. I really enjoyed that one. Um, I've had some good good times doing like Zoom shows. I did a 50-minute set one time on wow. a Zoom show. It was great. Wow, that's cool. I, I loved it. Yeah, wasn't no, they're fun. There. I find, I find like I'm doing one right after, right after this. I'm doing, I'm doing a show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, and doing, so am I. Yeah, yeah I don't, it's so fun. Yeah, I don't have an a, an issue with them. You know, they're again, they're different. It's not the mm -hmm. same, right? It's, it's like reading a book and reading the newspaper or, or reading something online. It's not they're not identical either, right? Right. I mean, there there there's pros and cons to to all of those, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, I've always like cuz I know the very first online show that I did, it was it was on Facebook Live. Uh, so that's just one way, like you're not getting any feedback or anything. And I did 30 minutes. Oh, I remember I was exhausted <laughs> after. That's great. Because it's like every, because there's also a delay. Right. And so I might see a L, an LOL pop up like 15 seconds later or something. So I was just like throwing all these jokes out, not knowing if they're hitting or not. Just, you know, being like, okay, I've done these live. These usually get get uh, a response so i'm just gonna assume <laughs> that people but are i kind of feel like it, it, it feels very similar to like if you were a dj and you were alone in the booth and you were being a dj in, in a radio it's really the same right like that person there has no clue um the the feedback or is not hearing anything of course from the audience i mean how right obviously it's impossible now obviously if you're doing a morning show or any show on the radio and you have other people there there's obviously you're you're feeding off of those folks mm -hmm. but i find that's how it is when you get when you do a lot of these zoom shows where comics come i feel like with a kind of a different uh attitude right or a different perspective because they're like hey i kind of be more supportive in this sense right because yeah. this person and i want them to do the same for me right so mm -hmm. i think there's a different philosophy in in you know in in person people are like ah they're on stage fuck them you know like i'm i'm over <laughs> here in the back you know whatever um because yeah. the audience will listen to them or whatever right so exactly yeah because we're notorious for you know you're reviewing your own stuff you're in a different world you're not really paying attention to yeah, what's yeah, happening exactly. on stage versus yeah in the in the zoom room you know we tend to pay a little more attention in the room yeah yeah you know but uh, no, I've I've enjoyed them. I've had a lot of fun um, doing them. I always urge and encourage um, comics to do it at least once, maybe twice. You know, just get a feel of it, and you know. Well, I think there's just like new. a lot of people. Well, you know that I'm doing. I think I have you booked, right? I'm doing 50 yeah. shows in March. Yes, yes. Producing. I think you have me on two, two. I think you booked yeah, me yeah. on two, two of. I'm your producing shows. 50 shows exactly, and the thing is. Uh, like some people I contact and they're like, well, I'm not into it. And I'm like, yeah, make, you know, I, I get it. And uh, mm -hmm. it's just like open mics, right? Like, I don't know about yourself, but I find like some of these open mics in, in person are like, I went, to, I've only done it one time. And it was like, you get 25 people and then you sign up. My God, I went up, the room was packed. 
and and there was actually a few audience members. It was pretty good. And then I went, I think, twenty third out of twenty five. Oh wow! <laughs> and by the time I got there, there was there were four people left. Oh you god! Know what I mean? <laughs> like that's long. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you wait all that time. Yeah. Um, but also at the same time, like I did, I did do John joke one there one night, like one small bit that actually works really well. So I did get that out of it. I'm not saying it's a waste. I'm just saying I, I find that even when you do open mics, some can be really good or some can mm -hmm. be bad. And sometimes exactly. like in that case, it was a hard night and there was not many people in the audience, but I still had a good time when I was performing. Yes. So it can still be good, um, you know, and oh, then, yeah. but, but at the same time, it can be horrific. I did a Zoom <laughs> show uh, two nights ago. It was the worst one I've ever done so far. Really? It, it, it was just so, uh, it was just, it was, just the vibe wasn't good. The, you know, any, everything about it that you could imagine wasn't, but that's the same thing. You, you, I've, I've done shows here in Toronto where I've had 60 people in the audience and um, it, it's just the, 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 it was weird. You know what I mean? Like the vibe was all weird. Yeah. Every, somehow it wasn't good. I wasn't good, whatever. Right. And then I do a show like the very next night, similar material and everyone is killing, you know? Yeah. S same, same. Yeah. So that can happen live as well, right? And it can happen mm -hmm. with big crowds and not big ones, whether they're mics or actually page shows. It, yeah. it happens as well, right? So it's true. We can't predict like who, like we can't predict who's gonna be there, you know, or, well, or what the yeah. reactions are gonna be. Yeah. Well, exactly. What's the state of mind of people? How mm -hmm. are they feeling? Is it predominantly sort of? For some reason, it's predominantly one group of people kind of, you know, it could be like you could have a large percentage of people who don't are not laughers. They're just people who don't laugh. Yeah. And yeah. that's impacting everyone else. Or you could have a large group of people that, my God, they laugh at a drop of a hat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they laugh at anything. <laughs> yeah. Like you have those people too, right? Like you have kind of everyone. And so you don't know what the composition of the audience is going to be. And like, so it's a crapshoot, right? And, exactly. you know, even if you're selling tickets, you have no, you have no way of knowing that. Right, right. Right. You know, and the thing I, I treat, I treat the shows just like, like a regular show. I I, I, yeah. And I think that's like the regular show. I think that's the, what, that's the important part. I think that what I was saying before about bad habits, I think that some people don't, don't really do that. And I think yeah. if you don't do that, you can do, you can do yourself a disservice. And then when you go do like in-person shows, you could have picked up some bad habits, right. Of doing things like being more sloppy and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a dangerous it's, sort of trap to fall into. It's true because like you're in the comfort of your own home. It's just like working from home. Like I know I've developed some bad habits <laughs> with working from home. You yeah, know, like in my pajamas, like all day, sort of thing <laughs> on the yeah. couch, like working from the couch instead of at a desk or so, just like in the lazy boy with my feet up, sort of thing. It's like what am That's I? So my daughter do? said one morning, I when I, I put on, <laughs> I didn't have time to. Yeah, just I was having a meeting right at nine, so I threw on like my shirt, you know, with my pajamas or whatever on, you know. And my daughter was like, "Oh, life hack, life hack, good life hack, daddy." Exactly. Business from the waist up. Exactly. Party from the waist down. You know? That's right. You can get you can get away from with that. So, yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure, exactly. So that's one thing I think that's like helped me with with it and, and has made it like enjoyable is just treating it like like a like an actual show because it is a show it's an actual show oh yeah treating well treating it the yeah. same way as if like if i were physically going to a venue to perform well i try and treat even like 
in person, like open mics, right? If I'm going to go to an open mic, I want to, obviously you, there's certain elements that you can't treat it like a real show in a sense, because you're doing completely new material and maybe mm -hmm. you haven't memorized everything like those, right. some aspects that way, obviously, but, but for the most part, yeah, I want to try and like you said, treat it the same open, strong, mm -hmm. you know, um, and when I say that, I mean like, you know, being the right mindset, think, think about things in the right way, be professional. And like you're right. saying, like, I, I played a lot of sports when I was a kid and, you know, when, and I played football and when you play football, I don't know if you know this, but it's like you're in the army when you play like uh, tackle football, you know what I mean? Like uh, NFL style, you know? And, um, and yeah, they always like in sports, generally they talk about, you know, you practice like you play mm -hmm. because you're supposed to, you're trying to get good habits. If you're not practicing well, then how can you expect now to kind of do something different when you're right. in the game? Right. Because you haven't, you haven't practiced that way. Exactly. You know, so, so it's kind of like try and live by that as much as possible, you know? Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. And, and I all, I look at it as even if I'm going to a paid show or an open mic or a zoom thing, I'm like, people are taking their time yeah, exactly. to come and watch and they want to be entertained and they want, they want to laugh. So I try, I, I tried, I keep that in mind and well, and plus that person may, that may be the only time, the, the first time they see you. Right. Exactly. And so that could if be you, the first time they see you, that could be the first impression, their only right? opportunity, only bit of free time that they have sort yeah. of thing, you know? So I, I try to keep those things in mind, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to wrap stuff up, but okay. uh, I like to end the show with um, asking some silly questions. Okay. So I have Over. a list of 62 questions. Nice. So we might do two, we might do two or three. So okay. I'm going to ask you to pick a number between one and 62 and I'll read you. I'll ask you the corresponding question. Oh my God. Let's go for 52 and 62. 52 and 62. Okay. Okay. So 52. What's the best backhanded compliment you've heard or can think of on the spot. Oh well, last night, last <laughs> night, last night, a comic posted a uh, put a poster on Facebook for a show that she's doing in person, and and the the photo I I put I said, is this a poster of comedians with photos that were taken of them ten years ago? Because the woman didn't look, it didn't. And then she wrote, no, this photo was taken of me like in July of 2019. And I said, oh. flattering, flattery lightning. Like the lightning was very flattering. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't look like, her. I mean, it looked like her, but it looked, it's like if I posted a photo of me 10 years ago, you'd be like, that's <laughs> not him at the moment. You know what I mean? But anyways, I thought, I thought it was a good time. She, she thought it was funny too. Is that hap something like that happened to me? Because last October of 19, I went and I did this, which another bucket list thing. It was like a glamour photo shoot. Oh, yeah. And one picture that I absolutely love, I got it um, enlarged and I have it on the wall. And when I moved into this apartment, um, my landlord was here and he was that he was like, who's that? <laughs> and I was like, nice. that's me. And he was like, oh, <laughs> Exactly. Well, you can look like, at, I find <laughs> w w women more than men to some extent, like 
you know, like when women wear makeup, um, especially like around the eyes, right? Like you can make the eyes look like makeup when it's mm -hmm. done well, right? Can make the eyes look bigger or smaller yeah. or even whatever, like slightly different. And yeah. men aren't very clever to start off with. So, I mean, you know, so I mean, like if you do that, a guy's like, oh my goodness, this is a completely different person. You know what I mean? Like, um, so maybe, yeah, maybe that's all she was. She was maybe wearing like the lighting, the lighting was different, the lighting, and maybe a, yeah. a little makeup. bit of different makeup maybe. And so I, I just, anyway, I, I thought it was a good time. She, she enjoyed it too. That's funny. Yeah. I would only say that to someone I know, of course. Yeah. She, she, she knew, she knew it was in good fun. Okay. And so you said the other one was 62? Yeah, 62. Okay. So 62. If you had to choose between going naked or having your thoughts appear in thought bubbles above your head for everyone to read, which would you choose? Thought bubbles. The thought bubbles? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm okay with how I think. I, I'm pretty transparent as, as it is. So <laughs> I, I, I don't think I would be too embarrassed or bothered by anything. And again, I, I also remember I said earlier, like, I believe that people would think that, would see that, and they wouldn't they wouldn't talk about me they wouldn't even you know even if it was okay. something like fairly like maybe inappropriate or something they wouldn't be like oh no you know what i mean they wouldn't <laughs> even talk about me so. i think i would take the thought bubbles too because even though i'm quiet i'm i'm pretty straightforward so it wouldn't it wouldn't be shocking yeah exactly i don't think it would be any shock to anyone to read my thought bubbles maybe for some people but i think in general it wouldn't be anything like uh, well, you know what you, you know what's interesting with me. So I'm I'm a pretty I'm not like super shy because uh, I I have a theory that I think in general most people are shy, but people kind of, some people figure out how to kind of deal with it and get out of that. Mm -hmm. But I feel like uh, shy people, man, they, 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 it's not because they're not thinking. There's a lot of thinking going on. Yeah, they just don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're they're just it's just not coming out. There's all exactly. there's just as much thinking as the person who like talks all the time, right? It's, the amount of thinking, it may, maybe it's more, who knows, depending on the person, but it's, um, it, th those two things have nothing to do with each other. The amount of thinking and the amount of talking you're doing. Yeah. Uh, th 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 there's no, I don't think there's a correlation there. You know what I mean? But I think a lot yeah. of people believe there is. They believe, oh, this person, it, it doesn't talk a lot. So like they're quiet, meaning that they're not um, thinking of anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or they're not no. like, or they're not thinking like bad things or, or, or like, you know, controversial things. They're thinking just as many things or a varied number of things as someone who talks all the time. You know what I mean? Right. Someone who, <laughs> yeah, it's the same rate as someone who expresses themselves. They're just not expressing it. It's, they're, they're keeping it contained. <laughs> exactly. But they have the same <laughs> amount. And I think that people who, who talk a lot forget that part. <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? <laughs> and I think a lot other people are like, oh yeah, well, this person here is quiet, you know? Yeah. Well, they're still thinking they're still, yeah, they're, they're still, still a, they're still alive. They're a person, you know what I mean? They, exactly. they still have thoughts. They're still brain function. Still yeah. Working. So they're still, they're, they're still thinking about things and they're having opinions about you. They're just not telling you. Exactly. They're just keeping it to themselves. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and that's why, you know, like that, that's a big distinction I find between Americans and Canadians. Mm. Canadians will think awful things about other people. And so will Americans, but Americans will say it. We'll and then it. The, and people will think we're nice. And we'll be like, well, I kind of agree with that American <laughs> yeah, guy. But yes. I just but, didn't say it. 
I use my inside voice. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We just don't we just don't say anything, you know. Yeah, we don't say anything. That's it's true. That's so. True. I, that's I think true. that's that's the big sort of distinction, right? We're kind of smart enough in a way to be like, well, yeah, I'm gonna keep that inside yeah let's let's see how this Not plays out first before be said. <laughs> exactly let me see how this plays out first before i sort of divulge exactly. everything about what i'm thinking first exactly exactly it was a little bit of what is it strategizing or something exactly and i think that for canadians generally that that's built in right where you're like well, okay. Yeah, we I assess think, it first. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do some assessment before we uh, kind of spill the beans, you know? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think that's smart. I think that's smart. It it is smart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the Americans are 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 more they're more open because they they yeah. believe that uh, they've been fed like you know this business that they're the best country in the world and so on. And not to say that mm -hmm. it's a horrible place, but. Right. Um, so they feel like they're and and also I've just learned recently like it's a big thing there that uh, from the politicians anyways about being a beacon of uh, democracy and all this kind of thing it's part it's part of their uh, their mission the culture, statement yeah yeah it's part yeah. it's part of so they 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 believe that doing like speaking up and saying those things like why it's kind of needed in general is because you want to sort of how do you lead like you, it's very difficult to lead by saying nothing you know what I mean like, right. And, and that's kind of how Canada does. So that's why we don't lead because we're kind of like, let them go first and then we'll follow and we'll yes. say something that's accepted. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we don't lead, right? So so yeah. th there's there's pros and cons to both of those, right? But you get yourself more in trouble when you haven't, we're, we're more strategic, like you said. Yeah, because we're not like the bull in the china shop. We're like, okay, let's see how this plays out. <laughs> exactly, okay, exactly. But then again, you can't, with, with that kind of thing, you, you more often than not, you can be a leader because you're kind yes. of wait, waiting for someone else to make the first move, right? So Exactly. So that's why we sort of like, oh, the Americans, you've gone in and it's safe? Good, we'll come in and be okay, peacekeepers. We'll, we'll, <laughs> exactly. we'll, we'll, we'll come in, we'll, sure, we'll, we'll join the party. Keep it safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's already safe? Yeah, we'll hey, come in and keep we'll it safe. Keep... <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll keep what you guys made safe. Oh, it's <laughs> not safe? Then we, we don't want to go. We're, yeah, we're good. Exactly. We don't, yeah. We don't agree with this. We, we we're just gonna hang back. We're just we're gonna, gonna hang look back. for a, a safe spot somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And we're like, oh, the Americans, so silly going in, you know what I mean? And then we're, we we would have gone in too, but we're we're too scared they or too, first. you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, you go first. You go. You go. You, first. you go into the water. You tell me if it's hot. <laughs> tell me if it's good. You you go yeah, in for a couple if hours. There's sharks in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then then oh, it's good. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, and then if he gets killed there. by the shark, we're like, what an idiot. What a what a what a dummy. What a he dummy. shouldn't have gone in there. <laughs> Why did he, why would he do that? Why would he do that? Why why did he make that choice? How how silly? Oh, he was American. Well, how silly? How silly? And yeah, we're we're the ones who are are too scared to go in. You know what I mean? So yeah, there's there's pros and cons to those ideas. So. Yeah, yeah, because that's the thing. There's a place for each. You know, there's a place for yeah. each way of thinking. Um, but like you said, like you can't lead if it, leading involves like taking chances and. Yeah, exactly. Like you gotta stepping and, into and, the unknown and stuff like that. Where, yeah, exactly. We're more cautious. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, exactly. Anyways, <laughs> oh, cool. Where would you get all these questions? Um, I just googled like silly interview oh, nice. questions and stuff like that. So I curated them from a whole bunch of different sites and uh, nice. Yeah, some of them are pretty funny. So I always I got asked one time would... at an interview if if I was a tree, what kind of tree would I be? <laughs> <laughs> or if I was a dog, what I'm, I'm serious. I, I was asked those questions 
And then on the dog one, I thought I, I, I was like a lab, you know, because a lab is very obedient and so on. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that was a horrible answer. Really? <laughs> I thought that was positive. That felt positive yeah, to me. Yeah, I'd say it was positive. I've had labs and they're like good dogs. And I know when yeah. they're puppies, they're bad. But <laughs> like, I don't know. All they're it, good dogs. It seemed very, <laughs> I, I felt very good about it, like in the moment. And then later on, I looked at it online. Apparently, that's a horrible answer. I can't remember which Why? dog. What's a good answer? What's that? Why is it a horrible answer? Well, because you're obedient and you just do whatever. So you're like, you're back to this, like you're not a leader, right? Like you won't take initiative. You'll, oh, you'll just okay. wait for, for other people to tell you what to do and you won't kind of do things on your own and you won't go out of your way. And you're just waiting for someone else to, to, to point to you in the right direction and to, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Ah, oh, okay. Okay. And I was like, so well, I think, but, well, I think I would be either a poodle or like a German Shepherd. Okay, why a poodle? Like a, po- a poodle, because I'm very picky. I'm very particular. Poodles are extreme. You know what I love with, with dogs is when when the, instead of saying difficult, they'll just say like, "Oh, that's a smart dog." You know what I mean? Like, like intelligence is equal to being difficult. You know what I mean? Because they're like, "Well, the dog, the dog won't want to do that because it's too smart." You mean no? The dog is picky. You know what I mean? Like, it has nothing to do with intelligence, anyways. But that, that's how they equate it, right? And what's the other? Oh, German Shepherd. Why or German, German Shepherd? Shepherd? Yeah, yeah. I think just because they can be very good dogs, or they can be vicious. <laughs> like, mm. Nice, nice. Yeah, so you could be either. A, you could be very I could be good. Either or. or. It's like nice. I usually. I'm usually nice, but if you you push me too far, you poke me. I'll, you know? Nice, nice. That's so. funny. <laughs> So thank you so much for oh thank you joining me today. This was a lot of fun. Uh, where can people find you, and what um, what shows do you have coming up uh, that uh, you'd like to let our listeners and viewers? Yeah, yeah. Know so about? yeah, so in um, in March, I'm going to be doing 50 shows in three weeks, starting March 8th to 27th, and uh, shows are going seven o'clock or um, seven, nine, and eleven. Uh, it's mostly stand-up, but there are a few improv shows. There's a few character shows, so people uh, coming in as characters, um, like sketch, but kind of like uh, solo sketch in a sense. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, online, I mean, I'm uh, Luke Lindale everywhere. So Twitter, you know, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Oh, I got a great TikTok channel. Got three oh, videos up. I'm, I haven't done TikTok. I don't know I'm how to do I'm destroying TikTok at the moment. No, I'm not. No. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, talk. <laughs> that's, that's, that's about it. Great. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you. And, uh, hope, hope to meet you in person soon. One day. <laughs> yes. Yes. Know? Let's meet in person. <laughs> if I make my way to Toronto, I'll definitely look you up or if you come this side. Yeah, for sure. definitely. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So thank you so much. All right. Thank thanks for joining Simone. me today. Okay. So thank you everyone. See you. See you next time. Bye now. <laughs>